What's going on, you guys? This is Ian McKenzie. Welcome to the Gym Jump Podcast. Today, we are talking to Mr. Terry about crew fitness. His story is amazing. You guys are going to learn about how he came into ownership of crew fitness following a traumatic back injury, and you're going to learn how he takes CrossFit and makes it something that absolutely anybody can work into their lifestyle and learn how to incorporate mobility and pain-free living with this form of workout and activity. So I hope you enjoy it. Check out crewfitness.com. They are amazing people with an amazing take on fitness. Enjoy. Okay, cool. So remind me the name of this, this whole facility. Crew Fitness. Crew Fitness. Okay. Where did the name come from? Can you tell me that? So I actually can't tell you that. Okay. That's the funny story about the name. Okay. The previous owners named it Crew, and then there was something involving CrossFit affiliation. Okay. So that's like C.R.U. Okay. And I think they made a name. Yeah. What it means, but we don't know. So we rolled with it, and now it's it's our crew. Because being in Louisiana, you could even see some sort of significance to some kind of Cajun thing. Yeah. Like you could you could make that connection where you like crew, you know, Rue or Go or something like that. Yeah. So that's that's where my head went. I was like, crew, oh, it's got to be a Louisiana thing, you know? Yeah. So so that's what I was thinking. But you were telling me you came into ownership of this place coming from your own personal training business, right? Yes. Okay. How did that come about? The church that I was going to at the time, I found out that one of the one of the people at the church just bought the gym. Yeah. And I had been personal training for about four and a half years at this point. Okay. It was right when things started opening back up from COVID. Oh, nice. Okay. And so I was kind of looking at other opportunities. They said that they were looking for a coach. Yeah. And then kind of walked right into that position, coached for about four and a half months, left for three weeks to do some extended training in yeah. Arkansas yeah. with a nonprofit for veterans. Came back, they asked me to be the manager, and then probably a month later they gave me an option to purchase it. Oh, that's awesome, man. With with your experience, and this is obviously a very it's CrossFit gym, right? What do people look for? whenever they're going into a gym of this caliber? What, how do they want to feel, I guess, when they enter a facility? Do you see people who are a lot of first-timers or people who know what they want already and they come in and they, they know what this is going to be, essentially, when they come in here? That's a, that's a real good question. Um, most people already, at this point, CrossFit's been around over 10 years. At this point, when people hear CrossFit, they think, squat snatches and rope climbs and muscle ups and it's really really hard are you know people really get injured so what we're trying to what what our mission yeah. as crossfit gym owners is to change the way people perceive crossfit because you. yeah the modality of crossfit is something that i could never get away from okay in an hour you can hit a great warm-up with mobility and you're learning things and you hit a strength movement so you're getting stronger yeah and then you hit the metabolic conditioning and so it really gets through all of the energy systems really well and it's fun doing it in a group atmosphere of course of course yeah so 
We have been getting a lot of new people into our gym that have really never heard of CrossFit. Gotcha. And it's great because we can show them the beauty of programming, of how you can make something that could be monotonous, like getting stronger, yeah. or something that could be dreaded, like high intensity interval training. Sure. And we can make it engaging and knowledgeable and fun. A unique twist on that, it's, it's, cause yeah, when CrossFit first started, you associated with a very intense form of training yeah. that you, you definitely don't want to be a part of. Like that's your initial thought. And it seems like when I talk to people, it's, it's according to how you're trying to do it, where you want to show them that it's a very systematic approach to training that makes the whole thing quite worthwhile. Absolutely. Do you consider it sort of the, the pinnacle of training? Like, like you should be doing this if you really want to get the most out of fitness. When we talk about longevity, yeah. as far as illness and injury prevention, yeah. we, we have to have some sort of metabolic conditioning so okay. that our body can heal from illness and also injury. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then the strength building aspect to keep our joints strong as we age and we're not able to lift as heavy or lift as long or, okay. or get that intensity level up. So as far as a covering all of the bases yeah. and having a proper guide through the process. Yeah. CrossFit is CrossFit is the pinnacle of what you can achieve in an hour a day. So it's really yeah cuz you know you go to the coaching thing and then I imagine people just want to feel good in their own skin. Yeah. You know, they just they really just don't want to feel pain. They don't want to feel like they're walking and something yeah. aches or creaks on yeah. them. And so it's so to your point, it's probably so much about joint health for anything you're doing, right? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to when it comes to doing CrossFit, though, do you do you find that that people are hesitant? Like, there's certain people you work with that are like, "Oh, I really like like I don't know about this. I don't know. Is this the right one for me? Like, is there a, a, a like you have to convince them?" There is a level of convincing people. Um, it's just baby steps. Part of anything, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. yeah. With CrossFit, it's it's unique because people pay me to make them suffer. <laughs> and I have... There you go. And you I heard have it to here. make yeah. it appealing. Yeah, I, yeah. I have to convince them that this is really going to suck for an hour, but you're going to feel great and your future self is going to thank you. It's hard to sell that. Do you, How do you do it then? How do, like, what, is, there a, is there a process you follow to, to making... <laughs> a suck fest appealing like may, like this is going to be a very difficult thing for you to do but trust me it'll it'll get you where you want to be in life or fitness wise yeah uh making that making that personal connection with people yeah mm. first and foremost it's not just hey i want to join your gym and yeah. i start spewing crossfit jargon gotcha. i say cool what do you do for a career? So when I can understand more about their life outside of the gym, okay. it helps me figure out their movement patterns. So if I get a guy who sits down all day at a, at a desk, we have a lawyer. He sits down all day long. Yeah. So I know that he's most likely going to be deficient in certain hip extension movements, which a lot of CrossFit is hip extension. Yeah. Right? Powerful 
powerful movements through the hips. So a lot of glute weakness. Exactly. Yeah. More just inhibition. Okay. They, they can't access the glutes because the hip flexors are overactive. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So when I can, when I can understand that about a person before we even start talking about CrossFit, yeah. I can use the testimony of my life with going through a, a traumatic back injury sure. and I can express to them my journey yeah. that I wasn't always as athletic as I am. Doctors literally told me that I would never achieve the things that I've achieved at this point in my life. Wow. And so I kind of just take it away from what you're going to be doing in CrossFit. Yeah. And I show them the overall benefits of what you can, what you can achieve with just consistent baby steps. Can you go into that briefly about your your traumatic injury? Because you were telling me a little bit about it. So at 19, you brutally injured your, your back. Yeah. Yeah. So thankfully it wasn't like a blunt trauma, like a car accident or anything like sure. that, but it was just poor <laughs> movement So patterns. this is when I call you a wimp and I go, huh, you're just, you're just exaggerating. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I was definitely a wimp. I didn't exercise. No, no, no. I was small. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't really care about my body. I drank a lot. I ate Taco Bell. It was just I was damaging everything. Which is funny. So you said you were 130 pounds yeah. at the time when it was happening, and and you know some people would look at that now and they'd see like drinking or like eating tacos and you're not really gaining weight and they yeah. go, I wish I had your body and you're right. like. I don't know. I don't know if you want that. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. It looked good on the outside, but on yeah. the inside, it was. It you was knew broken. what you were doing. Yeah. You know what was happening. Yeah. 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 So, um, 130 pounds, changing a Humvee tire. Okay. We were in our workup to go to Iraq. I was in a deep squat, pulled the tire off of the axle, and I was rotating to put it down, and my back just immediately gave out. From there, next six years was about. Um, I tried everything, chiropractic, dry needling, acupuncture, um, pain medicine, muscle relaxers, and nothing made it better until I got to seminary and someone prayed over me. Mm. At that moment, I felt my, almost like my mind was open to the possibility that I could be healed. Yeah. And for the first time in about five years, I was able to touch my toes and wow. that just blew me away. Yeah. And from there began a journey of seeking knowledge and applying it, testing it. Yeah. And then kind of putting all of the pieces together. Do you think faith and prayer has, has sort of a, a solution? Like, should you join that into your training? Because that's, that's something I imagine you guys do as well, right, to a certain extent. We, we try to share the message that yeah. faith, in a way, yeah. right? When, when you yeah. pick up a barbell, you have faith that it's not just going to break into pieces when you're throwing it around overhead, yeah. right? Yeah. And then the prayer part, I feel like anyone who's ever got on an echo bike is praying at some point of the workout. You get them to the point where they do do that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, trust like me. like someone somewhere help God. me get through this. Yeah, yeah, you'll see him in the distance, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but that's you know a lot of people bring that into into their story you know when they talk about it it's a, it's definitely a big part of my life and everything but it it's when you've tried everything and you don't know where else to go you know you get to that point where you you you're right you start searching for knowledge you start acquiring knowledge and then that's when the change starts to happen more gradually I'd assume right right yeah. yeah.
yeah. I mean, the being able to touch my toes, that was immediate. Mm. And again, it goes back to just my mind just showing being off. Open. I mean, I can't, I can touch my toes, but it's hard for me, man. I gotta <laughs> do it more often. But anyway, continue. Yeah. I, I'll lay some hands on you if you, if you want. <laughs> on the podcast. Yes. Saw it here first, folks. But sorry, continue. Keep interrupting. Ah, I forgot where we were. What you were saying, uh, what brought you, so so in that process, you said you were able to touch your toes, right? And then what came after that, I guess, within that process? So what came after that was a tough mutter. Oh, awesome. Yes. Okay. So because I had been fighting with the, the relapses of back pain, and I mean, to the point where breathing was painful because my ribs were trying to expand, but... Yeah. I had a muscular imbalance that turned into a dysfunction that turned into an injury Oof. and now my body's trying to protect it and so I can't breathe properly because my body's not allowing me to mm. so when they prayed over me my mind was open to the possibility of healing yeah and I remember just my back was relaxed that's awesome and so from there I tried to capitalize on that and say okay if there's this life that I can live that's pain-free, that I can move, that I can do fun athletic things, what would someone do? Yeah. And so I remember some of the people were doing tough mutters and I mean, before that, I would have never considered it because of the pain of thinking about jumping and running. But I was like, okay, I can, let's, let's set a goal. Yeah. So I set a goal and that's when I got into CrossFit. I was like, wow. well, I'm not gonna get fit going to a gym by myself so let me try this crossfit thing that i've heard about yeah and i had some times where you know doing too many front squats and and still not understanding movement patterns and diaphragmatic breathing and bracing i, I would get a few relapses but i just never gave up because i had found freedom yeah i had found something in that moment of being able to touch my toes that I wanted to find that again. Yeah. And every time that my back would relapse, I would just pray first mm. and say, please give me that healing that you gave me. Yeah. And then it was just slowly and surely over the years, it was longer time in between relapses. And now it's at a point where I look at a barbell with 385 pounds on it. And yeah. for a split second, my brain says, you're gonna hurt yourself. And then I remind myself of the things that I've been through to say, I'm more than ready for this week. So at this point, you've you've managed to sort of catch those moments when they occur. Yes. So because of all this training, it's like your brain is ready for those moments where you have that that just little twinge of doubt, and then you kind of you catch it when it happens in the moment. Yeah. But it's cool that you said you know you saw longer periods of time because that. That logic, I guess, applies to anything in life. Maybe it's addiction, maybe it's something like that, but it, it seems to have that same process for those things as well. Yeah. So it's like it just longer and longer, and then eventually you're building up the knowledge, you're learning more about yourself, and then you've amassed this, I guess, practice, I suppose, that you know what to do when those moments strike you. Right. Yeah. You build tools. Yeah. And then you use those tools when you are aware of what is needed. So if I'm about to deadlift 385 pounds, yeah. the tools that I've developed is strong diaphragmatic breathing contractions to mm -hmm. brace my midline. Mm -hmm. I've developed uh, an awareness of my postural connection. Okay. 
So making sure that I'm not just rushing to grab that bar and, and lift it up. I so want to set everything in place. Got you, got you. Which is probably what some people do is they go into it too fast and they don't understand the necessity of like, well, you know, bracing, getting ready, sort of prepping your body for the, the task at hand. They're you know? so focused on the end goal of just lifting the weight. Gotcha. That yeah. they skip over all of the important things of understanding what can I control. Yeah, interesting. Which could be something that a lot of people who, who you know, maybe powerlifters do that as well. I've seen buddies of mine who are big, big buff, you know, burly guys, and they have the same thing where they just sort of attack the bar, and it's like you didn't do, you didn't do anything. Like yeah. they just go right under it. And I was like, well, they're strong dudes, so they just, you know, they're like elevators, you know, with that bar. Right up but, right but I just break myself. I'd be like, no, you got to like take a second, think about some stuff, and then you can approach it better, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Well, cool, man. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, that was it, bro. Awesome.